Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. A note of warning. This podcast explores graphic and disturbing stories and includes strong language. It therefore may not be suitable for our young listeners or other folks who may find it disturbing. Hello and welcome to True Crime Daily, the podcast, bringing you high-profile and under-the-radar cases from across the country every week. I'm Billy Jensen, and this is Owen Michael. Hello. Today's Thursday, October 3rd, 2019, and our guest this week is Stephanie Harlow, a true crime YouTube podcaster. Hi. Welcome, Stephanie. Thanks for having me. And one of my Instagram friends. <laughs> That's so true. what got you into doing into true crime cases and what made you think, All right, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna start a channel? Um, well, I think as far as what got me into true crime, I was going to college for psychology and then I took a forensic psychology class and obviously that got me really interested in, in that, that kind of stuff. I read a book called Devil in the White City about H.H. H. Holmes, mm-hmm. which really got me interested into serial killers and things like that, only to find out recently that most everything that was written in that book about H.H. H. Holmes was exaggerated. Yeah, that's <laughs> one thing about that, that, that book, that Eric Larson book. They yeah, call that true crime. It's not true crime. And he says at the beginning, he's like, just so you guys no, yeah. this is all real. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, but it's just like that's. It's it does kind seem of, to be. It's, a, it's uh, historical fiction, is what I consider. Yeah, there you it. go. But it does seem to be a gateway drug into the true crime. It thing. Is, I've heard more than once. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a wonderful book. It's, a, you know, well it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they've, they've been trying to make a movie on it for. We were talking years. about that earlier. Yeah. I, I actually was hoping for the movie version because I still have not cracked this book, despite my Chicago mm-hmm. land roots. Uh, apologies, but uh, yeah, I hear nothing but good things about it. Well, it's it's funny that you that you mentioned that because you're out here. Because uh, you're you're visiting Spawn Ranch. Yeah. When I was in Chicago, I went to where the castle was, the, the murder castle. Oh, the murder castle. Yeah. yeah. And um, it's not there. There's a post office there. But I just had to go, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, you know, he would set, he'd set up that castle that 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 as a hotel, sort of apartment building slash hotel. And uh, the people that were there for the Chicago exposition would uh, stay there, and then he'd just kill them. Mm-hmm. But but no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, what were some of the what were some of the, the, the uh, discrepancies? I think he eventually, when he got caught, he confessed to killing twenty seven or twenty eight people. But they can only pinpoint, I think, eight or nine people that he actually killed. And the hotel was set up more to to con people, mm-hmm. to get companies and businesses mm-hmm. to give him things on credit, like um, linen and furniture. And then he would, he built that third floor with all the hidden rooms so he could hide the goods. Mm -hmm. So when they came to get it back, he was like, I don't know where this stuff is. So that's pretty much what he built the hotel for. The only people he really killed were the ones who got in the way 
of his uh-huh. scamming everybody else. So it wasn't as if he built this hotel in order to bring in people from the World's Fair and then kill them. He just, he kind of made it, he wanted to make money. Murders of, of convenience yeah. here to, yeah. to get away with the thing. Yeah. Although I suppose, it, did he confess to some of these other things Sort of in a clout. Uh, Some of the people he confessed so like to killing were alive. Uh-huh. Gotcha. <laughs> so gotcha. So we're not sure what he did that for. Yeah. 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 I see. So how was Spawn Ranch? Have you been there yet? Yeah, we went there yesterday. We had, it's so funny because I I had this picture that I would just get you know onto the road and then walk uh, into the desert area mm-hmm. and then it would be right there. But you kind of have yeah, to because we yeah. wanted to go to the cave. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to hike a little bit. And the whole time I'm like, oh, there's rattlesnakes. <laughs> And yeah, poisonous spiders in here just that's waiting right. to bite mm-hmm. me, and I had to crawl over trees. I'm not a hiker. Scorpions okay. and, and stuff. Too, Scorpions. Right? Yeah, I yeah. was terrified, but then we got there, and that was very, very cool. Just kind of being there. Yeah. Well, did you? Did you uh, sorry, did you see the? Um, is the is the bus still there? I don't think so. No. Yeah. The cave's there. The cave is there where they took the, the famous picture. Well, so we're going we're gonna to go in depth. Uh, uh, we're going to cover our stories for this week, but we'll go a little bit in depth on that because I want to hear about this stuff too. Um, Billy is a, a lot more knowledgeable about the entire Manson case, but uh, this is all local and particularly at this time uh, with the movie out yeah. and everything else. Uh, that's good stuff and the fact that you're out here to cover it. Uh, so so what, is going, what are some of the cases that you've covered on the channel that you'd like to tell our viewers about? Well, this month, all October is Halloween. I'm a huge Halloween fan. I love all things spooky. I'm the kid that used to go and hang out in cemeteries Mm -hmm. when I was young. Um, I like to be scared. (laughs) So Halloween was awesome for me because obviously it's a play on Halloween and and my last name. But um, it's all month spooky videos. So they're based on fact. They're true crime videos. They have evidence and logic to back them up. But they also have that spooky kind of twist like Mm -hmm. the Slenderman stabbings. I just posted a video video um, today that was about the dancing plague of 1518. So, you know, there's some historical things in there. What was the dancing plague? In 1518, um, these people in Strasbourg, France, they just started dancing and they did not stop. And some of them danced themselves to death. Insane. And so it's not to be confused with St. Vitus's dancer. Same. uh, Yeah. It's uh, it was it was from something in their diet or was uh, something genetic. They they haven't figured it out. They think at the end of the day, they think it was the socioeconomic status of these people that they were so beaten down and so poor and, and tired of trying to find where their next meal was going to come from. They basically had no hope. And obviously, they were very religious. So maybe they thought that, kind oh, like a mass hypnosis or not a, yeah, a mass like anxiety a mass hysteria event or kind of. Like yeah. yeah. And yeah, then more people just kept dancing and dancing this. until they died. Do we know what types of dances they were? I don't know. Probably. They weren't doing the dab. They weren't doing the nay nay calling it that then. All right. Still a variation on it. You walked right into that one. <laughs> All right. So definitely uh, check out um, uh, Stephanie's channel and experience Harlequin. Halloween. Happy Halloween. Looking, yeah, looking forward to that. Stephanie Harlequin's um, YouTube channel. So this week, uh, we have a Texas man kills a burglar, goes back to bed, and is charged with murder. A 15-year-old boy is killed while protecting his little sister during a home invasion. And a car break-in leads police to discover the owner is a disbarred lawyer on the run for killing his mother last year. But first, you may have heard of the big verdict this week with former Dallas police officer Amber Geiger convicted of murder and sentenced to 10 years in prison. That's it. (laughs) For fatally shooting her upstairs neighbor, Botham Jean. 
in what she claimed was a case of mistaken location. Geiger, if you're not familiar with the case, uh, she went to she was a Dallas police officer who had just gotten off of a, a 13 hour shift in Dallas. Uh, she went to her she went to her apartment complex. She uh, she claims she parked accidentally on the fourth floor instead of the third floor and walked to where her apartment was. Except it was both in John's uh, apartment. Um, she walked through the unlocked door while she was on the phone. The resident uh, who was sitting inside, Botham, Botham Jean, he was sitting on his couch eating ice cream. He stood up and approached the hallway as a strange person walked into his house, and she shot him and killed him. Uh, she shot him twice. Actually, she fired twice and hit him in the chest once. Uh, that basically killed him. She was doing CPR and stuff, but she had... Uh, Police arrived and basically it was too late. Um, there's a lot of reaction across the country this week. Uh, a lot of people saying she didn't get enough. Some people saying she got too much. You know, obviously every time we have uh, police shootings, especially when there's race involved, uh, it's a big story. And this one, there's off duty, et cetera, and so forth. The big one that I read a lot about this week is the castle doctrine is the fact that she was using the stand your ground in your own defense, uh, in your own home mm-hmm. defense. Because she believed it was her own house, she, she was trying to claim that she was justified in shooting this person, even though it wasn't her house. So that was the the defense that they were trying to go for. So in that light, uh, we have a couple of other cases this week, um, sort of domicile-related, uh, stand yeah. your ground, defending your own uh, uh, self-defense type cases. Yeah, so, did you, uh, did you who cover doesn't this case? ask? Yeah, I didn't. I haven't covered it yet, but I've been following it. Who doesn't ask? When you walk into your house and see somebody sitting on your couch eating ice cream, who are you? Yeah. Before shooting, right? Mm-hmm. Is that is that not a strange? No, there thing? was a lot. I mean, that's who can say in the heat of a moment, obviously, and and law enforcement probably have different. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to say triggers. What, what, what scares yeah. them? Or, certainly not. Or how they're going to react? Yeah. Um, certainly, and, certainly not shoot first, though. No, you would think. Right. Um, and that was basically the crux of it. I don't think the jury bought it because, uh, oh. you know, she they, they were saying she was on the phone with, an, with a coworker who she may have been having an on-again, off-again romantic relationship. She wasn't paying attention. And so her first reaction was to shoot. But uh, they also said, you know, like the... The, the the welcome mat outside the front door was bright red versus the one uh, from hers downstairs. Yeah. So there was all sorts of indications, especially the door was unlocked. Why was why would your own door be unlocked? I mean, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not putting there a thought were, there were, there if were, she thought somebody had broken were, into her there house. There were plenty and, of triggers that, that would say, I'm not in the right place. Mm-hmm. There were enough of those. And if she hadn't had a gun, uh, this probably would have been taken care of pretty quickly if she was just coming home from with groceries and be like i'm so sorry i'm in the wrong apartment didn't I mean, she notice it wasn't but, her furniture or yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. i mean i've gotten into the wrong car before admittedly but yeah. walked, into the, walked into the uh, open really? the car door sat in uh, <laughs> and then you're like oh this isn't that. my car uh-huh. but to walk into y- what you believe to be your own house and not say that's not my painting on the wall or my couch sure. isn't red. It, to not have those things pop into your head, it just seems incredibly suspicious. Right. And so obviously a lot of people feel the same way and, and, and the jury agrees too. And then there was some uh, some sentiment out there saying the prosecution asked for 28 years uh, for her to go to jail for 28 years. She got 10 years. So the jury gave her 10 years. It was the jury decision. So uh, that's all up in the air. But I also saw a lot of people shocked that she actually was convicted because, you know, there's some people that uh, are still, you know, you have these high profile cases and sometimes justice doesn't go the way you think it's going to go. So, well, in a, uh, another stand your ground case, this one wasn't stand your ground that she just used that as a defense. But in this one, 
James Michael Meyer, 72 years old, was sleeping at home last Thursday when he was awakened by activity in the backyard of his Dallas house. He saw a man uh, trying to break into a shed on his property with a pickaxe sometime around 5 a.m. Meyer grabbed a handgun, went outside, and said he yelled at the person to stop and warned them not to come closer. He said that the person started walking towards him, so he shot the person. And Meyer said the suspect dropped the pickaxe and ran off. And he said he fired an extra round in the person's general direction. Then Meyer went back inside and back to bed. Which, uh, so again, this is in Dallas, same city, and this is Texas. So most people are going to say, you know, if there's one state that you know, stand your ground and, you know, don't mess around if you're a burglar, it's Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are packing. People are, there's yeah. thousands of cases out there of, uh, of this yeah. type of, this kind of, this and, type of thing. Uh, but here's the twist. Yeah. Meyer says he saw a black bag in the park behind his house. He went outside to investigate and he saw it was actually a person lying face down in the park. It was about two hours after he woke up. And that was two hours after he woke up. And the Dallas Morning News reports that Meyer's wife then called an attorney before James Meyer called 911 to report the incident. And investigating officers found a man lying face down in the park behind Meyer's house with a gunshot wound and dried blood on him. And here's the other thing. He had been shot in the back of the neck. According to KTVT, he was pronounced dead at the scene. James Meyer was then arrested and charged with murder. He told police he'd thrown away the shell casings from the bullets he'd fired. Dallas Morning News reports that neighbors told cops they heard three gunshots fired at about 5.15 a.m., and he was held on $150,000 bond. What do you think about that, Stephanie? <laughs> well, this is kind of – it's kind of crazy because, like you said, when I saw it went down in Dallas, I'm like, okay, Texas, they're pretty, you know, pro-gun. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think on September 1st they just put in a new law where – after a natural disaster or something like that, you can carry a gun with you for a week after that, even if you don't have a license for it. You can just carry it, just, you know, concealed or they not. They felt so strongly about it, they had to make a law. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so um, so definitely I was surprised that he even got arrested. Obviously, it looked suspicious because he called his lawyer before he called the police mm-hmm. because he went back to bed and two hours later saw the person mm-hmm. was in his yard, that the person was shot in the back and laying on his, you know, face down instead of... In the front, like he said, he was approaching him, and mm-hmm. then he shot him. You would think he'd be shot yeah. in mm-hmm. the front, and and he he threw away the shells. And at first, I said, well, if I shot someone and didn't mean to kill them, and then found out they were dead, I would probably call my lawyer before calling the police, just because I want to know what I'm in for. That doesn't indicate any guilt, exactly. Right, and maybe maybe would I throw the shells away? No, probably not. But at the same time, he says the guy was in his trying to get into his shed with the pickaxe, so he yelled at him and said, hey, get out of here. And instead of running away, the guy comes towards him with the pickaxe. So he says. And then he shot at him. He didn't say he shot him. He said he shot at him. Right. Guy drops the pickaxe, runs away. And so he then shoots another shot, which is allegedly his second shot, yeah. into the darkness after this man running away. And then the neighbor obviously said that they heard three shots. So he obviously shot him more than once, and he probably knew he hit him before he went to bed. I have to believe that. My my immediate thought is, hey, this is a 72-year-old guy. Uh, it's possible that, uh, you know, he's he's basically he was feeling threatened, shoots, then shoots another thing mm-hmm. and goes back to bed, crotchety old man, you know, get off my lawn, and mm-hmm. goes, to, goes to bed, wakes up later. All of this is plausible to me, except that, why would you throw away the shell casings? Mm-hmm. And in fact, if you just threw your shell casings away before the cops showed up, they should still be in the garbage can. And it, the fact that they still have not found these shell casings mm-hmm. seems to me that you actually yeah. concealed those. So why, what were you hiding there? Uh, other than that, 
you know, the extra third shot, I suppose, if you're half asleep at five o'clock in the morning and you're not sure, or maybe those people got it wrong and they heard an echo or, or whatever, none of those things seems to be a thing except the, the shell casings themselves. It brings up a big red flag. Like I would have almost thought myself like, dude, you gave the guy warning. The guy was threatening you. You know, you're well within your rights to, to start firing. Um, it sounds like if it went down the way he said it was that when this person was running away and he and uh, and Meyer randomly shot off in the dark, maybe that's the one that struck him in the in the back yeah. of the neck. We only have his word, though, as far as like I told him to stop and he came, you know, he came walking up on him. There's no witnesses. It's his word against the stead guys. So there may be other details yeah. here that the cops haven't quite uh, released or whatever the case is. But uh, and we'll be following this case. It's a, I don't think you're you supposed know, to technically long. shoot somebody if they're running away, though. Yeah. I think that was the big issue. Yeah. If they continue to rob you in Texas, you can say, OK, I'm going to shoot sure. you because you're continuing to rob me. But now you're running away and you're no yeah. longer a threat and you're not robbing me any longer. Why are you shooting a shot after him? It's kind of suspicious. Kind of suspicious. Yeah. Yeah. Like I say, we'll, I, we will. I'm sure that we'll be hearing more about the story, and you can certainly go to TrueCrimeDaily.com to uh, get the next update as soon as we have that. Um, moving, along, moving along, take us to Florida. From, we go from Texas to Florida. In Florida, another fatal burglary case is making headlines this week. Last Thursday, Charlotte County Sheriff's deputies in Port Charlotte, Florida, which is about two hours south of Tampa, responded to reports of a shirtless man covered in blood carrying a knife walking down a street. Several several uh, burglaries were reported in the neighborhood at the same time, and deputy is responding to the most recent burglary, chased 27-year-old Ryan Cole, apparently on foot. Miami Herald reports that Cole was found in a neighbor's backyard. He had several stab wounds on his hands and body and was wearing a child's boxing glove he allegedly took from the last house. Deputies following up on the other reported burglaries found one house with its door open. Inside, they found a little girl unharmed and the body of a teenager. And sheriff's officials say that 15-year-old Kyler Edmond had been home with his 5-year-old sister when Ryan Cole allegedly broke in about 4.30 p.m. Officials say Kyler was defending his sister when he was attacked, and he died from his injuries from the attack. Uh, no, uh, no further details were given other than to say that this teen is a hero for defending his sister, and the girl was not hurt. Cole was on probation as a history of drug abuse and has been arrested more than 20 times, according to the Washington Post. He's been charged with burglary, but has not yet been charged with anything in relation to Edmund's death yet. Charlotte County Sheriff's Office and the Florida State Attorney's Office are expected to file further charges. Sad story. Uh, teen is a hero. Every parent's worst nightmare. It's 4.30 in the afternoon. It's after school. You know, your 15-year-old uh, kid is taking care of the uh, taking care of the, uh, the little girl, but you've got uh, literally a madman stalking the streets here doing the stuff. Apparently, uh, he broke into several of these. The last guy that called the cop uh, said that he stole this boxing glove from the kid and that he'd... It's unclear how the, the stab wounds happened, but if he was... Uh, in some sort of altercation with this teenage kid, uh, you know, who knows what the guy had, he has cuts on his arms and he had cuts on his torso. And I believe Kyler was, uh, stabbed in the torso multiple times. Yeah. So the kid gave him a good fight. Apparently, um, it's tragic, but, uh, it's one of those, uh, one of those, it's another one of those domicile, uh, types of things. It's Florida. It's another st- state that's, um, pro gun. Uh, you might be able to make the argument that uh, maybe they should have had a, uh, a gun nearby for the 15-year-old to use. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to get into that uh, particular argument, but um, mm-hmm. it does seem like the parents' worst nightmare. Yeah. I and mean, as the parents, he, they've got to feel, you know, obviously sad 
that that they lost him, but so proud of him yeah. for you know coming Absolutely. forward and and defending and, his his little yeah. sister and his little sister. Yeah, what she experienced too. It's you know? a tenth grade kid. You know, I didn't put the uh, the photo up, but uh, he's a fifteen year old kid. and He's in tenth grade, but he's still kind of, you know, uh, similar. He looks like a little bit of a late bloomer. He's, mm-hmm. he's kind of a little bit of a on the younger side of looking fifteen. Yeah, uh, you know, he's just a brave yeah. ass kid. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty proud of this kid, but uh, it's <sighs> the worst thing. And then this guy's got the he's got a history of drugs and he's got a probation yeah. and all the rest. It's uh, definitely begs the question how he got out. Duh. Well, um, going to Nashville, Tennessee now uh, in a somewhat more uh, positive story in the sense that a killer is or a alleged killer is mm-hmm. off the streets. A disbarred former attorney accused of murdering his mother in Georgia, then going on the run for months, was captured this week after a car break in led police to investigate the fugitive's vehicle. Richard Merritt is accused of killing his mom in Cobb County, Georgia, in February, and he was convicted of stealing money from his legal clients, 30 counts of theft, forgery, and elder exploitation, and he was reportedly settling cases without telling clients and keeping the money. He was sentenced to 15 years in prison and was ordered to surrender to authorities on February 1st. Instead, U.S. Marshals say he cut off his ankle monitor and fled. On February 2nd, Richard Merritt's mother was found violently murdered at her home, where Richard had been staying. Oh, I remember this kid. You know what? Somebody came up to me on my tour, and their parents were one of the ones that were swindled by him. They get scammed? Yeah, yeah. Um, Her car was missing, and Merritt's own vehicle was found at the scene. Marshalls issued an alert uh, for the car, 2009 Silver Lexus SUV, and Merritt was considered an armed and dangerous fugitive. Fugitive. Now, last Thursday, WKRN reports some juveniles tried to break into different cars, including a 2009 silver, silver Lexus SUV parked in West Nashville near uh, Vanderbilt University and not far from Music Row. Investigators discovered the vehicle had a stolen license plate on it, and that led to a stakeout. On Monday at about 4 p.m., Marshalls tackled Richard Merritt at the register of a uh, thrift store in Nashville and arrested him. And the thrift, thrift store is in the same neighborhood as where the car was found and near where Merritt last worked as a bartender. The owner of the bar he had been working at said Merritt was fired on September 10th. He was apparently rude to customers and bad for business, the owner told WKRN. He had grown his hair out and his beard out, as you can see. Mm. You know, looks, you know, he, he does younger, look different, actually. you know. Yeah. yeah. And uh, got a fake ID, and he was calling himself... Mick Malveau. I love that it's Mick Malveau, and mm-hmm. I was trying to rack my brain like, is that a WWE character? Like, where I cannot figure out where I've heard that, but Mick Malveau just sounds like a, a, an alias yeah. out of a Disney movie or something like that. But, you know, he went with yeah. it. Super fancy. <laughs> yes, he went. There's an X on the end of it. So I'm Mick Malveau, and of course, he's from Louisiana. Yeah, exactly. He's from New Orleans, exactly. I'm from New Orleans. My name is Mick Malveau. <laughs> I do declare. Yeah, I do declare, Mr. Borgard. All right. Uh, he also had made a name for himself around Nashville as a rude person who was aggressive towards women. Jeez, WKRN reports. And had been 86th from at least two area bars. Now, um, for anybody that was born... Um, in, uh, you know, uh, 1960 and of, up. Of a person. Of 80, a, to 86. Uh, well, 86 means, I love, the, I love oh. that you wrote this. In. 86 means to, uh, uh, to, to, to get thrown out. You've been out, thrown out. Of. You've been 86. I thought it was a restaurant term. Isn't uh, it a restaurant well, term? It is a restaurant term. Well, yeah. it came from, oh, bars. it came from, there's a, there a bar, there's a bar, no, well, it's a bar called Chumley's. And um, 
uh, I believe that's what it was called, and it was a speakeasy, and they would say 86 it yeah. when they knew that there was a raid, so the 86 was where it was the address of the door <laughs> that they would leave, because so the cops would go in the front, and they would go out the, the 86 entrance. So I've read several uh, versions of that story. Is that, do you have that on good authority? Are we I have of, it on pretty good authority. Are I mean, we doing they, the myth The there? bar likes to tell the story. It, it makes sense. It definitely <laughs> well, makes that's, sense. That, but, that, uh, that's a good source. It's, uh, I've worked in restaurants <laughs> and, I, and, and bars. I, and I know bars. For a long time, and uh, 86 is uh, definitely still a term in use behind the line. But, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, anyway, yeah. 86 I, mashed potatoes. I, well, more, it's definitely about pe- people. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. definitely about, uh, you know, we're 86 in this person or this table because it's definitely a, a bad behavior type of a thing. Yeah. But uh, I re- didn't realize I slipped in a term of art were you in, reading, the, in the service. Were you reading Hammett or Philip Marlowe? Yeah, we were doing some hard-boiled <laughs> uh, writing here. But, uh, uh-huh. yeah, you'd think this guy would uh, would kind of keep a little lower profile, but I yeah. guess if, if it's in your nature to be a jerk – um, you can't really yeah. hide that, yeah, you know, you can't change really, yeah. your change your identity. But yeah. the police said he was smarter than the average criminal. That's how they referred to him: smarter than the yes. average criminal. Which, because which blows yeah. he's driving his mother's car. Well, still. That was the, that was the the stupidest thing it seems to me. Like you've gone to all this trouble, get rid of the vehicle. Like just a bad license Maybe plate is not bad. Car. Or uh, just take ditch a bus. It. Ditch I don't it, know. man. You should have ditched it and whatever. But uh, the fact is that um, one of the Oh, the the intelligent thing that they said, which is how they catch a lot of fugitives, he had completely uh, 86th his family and friends. He had completely cut off all yeah, contact so with he them. Yeah, wasn't talking. And that's how they always get you, especially these mm-hmm. days with uh, wi- uh, basically wire stuff, um, with uh, tracking your phones and IP address yep. and things like that. But even phone calls or, or whatever else, that's usually how they get you in a fugitive case. This guy didn't, although it seems unclear who he had to talk to. He killed his mom. Yeah. I mean— here you got you got a, a guy who basically was going to do 15 years for fraud and theft and and stuff. You know, you you go on the run. I get that, but why did you kill and your then mom? Then you kill your mom. Really why violently you too. And yeah. she was the only one who was standing by him. He was staying with her. Him. She exactly. went to his trial every day. He was staying with her. She made him his favorite meal the day he was supposed to surrender himself. So when his brother found the mother. Mm-hmm. Dad in the house, he said that the table was set, the garlic bread was there, she made him pasta. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, that that she had made him his favorite meal on the night he was going to surrender. So obviously this was a good woman, you know, that cared about him when really everybody else was over him. Why kill her and why so violently? I mean, I'm sure we'll find out uh, some more. I, I, yeah, you're right. I wonder whether it was a like a heat of the moment thing. Like, Mom, I don't want to go to jail tomorrow. Stop making me and get in a fight and, no, and that think kind of thing. Or it. if it was stri- strictly like, here's how ID. I'm going to do this. I'm going to I'm going to uh, I'm going to take her car. Why would you kill her? I, yeah, we'll crazy. find out. But uh, one of the bartenders. Uh, in one of the restaurants that uh, he had been thrown out of, 86th from, uh, quoted by the by WKRN TV quotes. We all knew that he was at the very least a sociopath of some sort, <laughs> but definitely not the extent of it. That's my um, favorite. Which you know, it also kind of begs the question of when you're if you're thinking about um, who's serving you in certain yes. restaurants and bars, especially yep. bars. I have worked with some unsavory bartenders before, not so much. Maybe a couple of criminals that were were waiters, mm-hmm. but uh, definitely bartenders with uh, less than savory pasts. So, well, you know, 
Yeah, on the other hand, if you're in Nashville and you're kind of looking for old Nashville kind of honky tonk kind of a, a rougher <laughs> edge to it, you know, you maybe a convicted murder or a, a, a wanted Malveaux. murder on the, Mc, uh, yeah. on the thing is kind yeah. of plays right into the whole. Yeah. Uh, he has whole a thing. sinister name though, Malvo. Yeah, oh, it's so good. And there's two types of people after something happens. There's the type of people that are like, we never thought he could do anything right. like this. I can't. And then there's people who are like, we always knew he yeah. was a sociopath <laughs> right from I the mean, beginning. Make your own attorney <laughs> jokes uh, as you will, commenters, because yeah, so. uh, some people feel that way about lawyers. Yep. <clears throat> well, you know what? We get comments on our Facebook page, on our YouTube page. I've read a few. It's true. And, uh, you know, we've got the largest true crime Facebook page uh, in the world, and people like to make some comments. So the first comment, well, where are you going? You're We're gonna going go back to, to James Meyer. Go James back Meyer. To so remember that story that we told you about at the top of the show? Memo L said, I would be pissed also if someone entered my place trying to steal while I'm asleep. I would have done the same. He wasn't actually in the place. He was in the backyard. Mm-hmm. He woke him up. Yeah. Uh, he had a pickaxe, though, so that's scary. pickaxe didn't even woke him up. I mean, I'm not a 72-year-old man yet, but boy, you know, Billy knows me well three enough. Years, I'm, three I'm, years. I'm, I'm a crotchety old man already. <laughs> yeah. I, I totally get this, which is why that next comment, did I miss the part where this was going uh, excuse me, where this was wrong. Isn't this the case of Castle Doctrine they tried to use with Amber Geiger? This is what we brought mm-hmm. up earlier. And uh, and thank you, Antoinette B, because you're paying attention uh, yes. to, to, you know, you're learning everything about it. So Jonathan L. said he had a big day planned and he needed his rest. Mm. So. Don't do. Don't, don't, don't do it. Then there was this story. Teens, teens busted with nearly $70,000 in meth at a Border Patrol checkpoint. Authorities placed the car in a hydraulic lift and found 48 plastic-wrapped bundles of crystal meth in a compartment installed above the gas tank. The women, who are both 19-year-old U.S. citizens, were arrested. Just watching a little bit too much Breaking Bad. Mm. Tempe L. said, let's find who financed this escapade. Mm. Moises P. said, they won't do no time. They're about they're about to snitch on everybody, which, which <laughs> you know, that's going to be something. I don't that, think that uh, that's a good happens. idea to snitch in this no, particular. Not I'm good. not giving yeah. any legal advice whatsoever, but <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, seems like a bad well, choice. Yeah. And Just do your time. And t- Tara <laughs> A. said they're going to be in jail for a long time. Definitely not worth it. I mean, 19 years old, and that's a lot of drugs. Uh, if you're thrill-seeking or whatever, or somebody offers you a lot of money to do a thing, it's uh, – Whew, do some dad do some dumb things when you're 19. I, I have no place to judge here. I did a lot of dumb things when I was 19, and thankfully I didn't live in California. I didn't have anybody to mm-hmm. offer me such a uh, uh, epic escapade as this. Mm-hmm. So I can't pass judgment on this. Would you have taken it? Would you have gone for it if somebody uh, offered it to you? I mean, luckily back in 1978 when I was 19, um, <laughs> the crystal meth hadn't been invented yet. Oh, and luckily, smuggling yeah. was yeah. a lot easier. You could just drive across the border yeah. in Arizona. Well, but mainly, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, listen, 78. He's older than that. Um, <laughs> During prohibition, mm. when you were there, that, that was well, that was when like, oh, and you, nobody was drinking, and you would have a little nip here and there. And that was <laughs> bathtubs galore. Yes. So, and then in our final story, clueless actress arrested in Florida on domestic battery charge. Stacy Dash uh, was taken into custody in Florida after an argument with a male. She is accused of pushing. And slapping him, you might remember Stacey Dash, of course, from Clueless. Mm. She was also in, I believe, a Damon Wayans movie that I saw in the theaters. Uh, Clueless, if you want to, uh, since you're, you're viewing locations, the uh, there's a lot of locations around here. We are in the Valley, as we do this right now. Indeed. Circus Liquors, mm. if you remember, that's yeah. where she got the clown. her. Um, 
That's right. She got robbed. That's right. Yeah, up the she street, was in the parking lot when she was waiting for mm-hmm, her brother to mm-hmm. pick her up. Her brother yep. that she was, you know, dating. Yeah. Right. Uh, spoiler well, alert. Hello. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Sorry if you guys haven't seen it from the, from the 90s. But, uh, <laughs> it's, you know, it's being rediscovered there. That's yeah. cool. Um, Erica, Erica G. went straight to it and said, how is she in her 50s? She can't tell. She's still beautiful. That's true. Brandy M. said, if I've learned one thing from the media, stay away from Florida. Ouch. Apologies to Florida. And we love you. That is not us. Exactly. And Sharia K. said she played in the perfect movie. Because she is so clueless. Burn. Burn. Boom. Man. Do you get a lot of comments on that YouTube page of yours? Yes. And what are our people? See, the thing about YouTube is you can be anonymous as opposed to Facebook. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, there's so. Some, I mean, my my community for the most part is about ninety nine percent positive. Have you had awesome. to, have you had to groom in the beginning? Um, Basically, get rid of the uh, the bad. I don't. Commenters? I don't do it anymore. I. It is. Exhausting. I used to. I used to go through it, and now if I see anything that just seems like they're trolling, I'm like, next one. I can't do it. Mm. I can't do it. Well, don't feed the trolls. In no. this uh, in this particular, just to revisit Stacy real quick here again. Apparently, uh, there were reports uh, unconfirmed, but it was her husband. And she also, while the cops were arresting her, she they were making small talk with her. And the cop, one cop allegedly said something to the effect, you look familiar. I, I feel like I've seen you on TV. And she, she proceeded to inform him that she had been on a movie called Clueless that he may have seen and had been on some other TV stuff. And she also identified herself as a po- uh, political pundit on a, f- a right. certain news channel. So uh, she's, she's like, got the family. Don't, you know, yeah, don't you know who I am? As yeah. It was quite, as it was, it was kind of like a exactly. little bit of edging into that. So, but it, you know, it's Florida. She's not in LA anymore. So you never know who you're going to yeah. go with there. All right. Well, that's our show for the week. Thank you, Stephanie Harlow, member. Go to her channel. Uh, the link is at the bottom of, uh, of right. the, the page. Uh, if you're watching, and Halloween, is Halloween. Coming up. we're having a big Halloween party over there. All right, some so, great cases. Um, uh, and where can viewers uh, follow you on uh, the Instagram? And I'm on Instagram, it's just Stephanie Harlow. Twitter, Steph underscore Harlow. YouTube, and that's pretty much. I mean, I can't do that much social media. <laughs> I've got, I got kids. You yeah. know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's that's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have Snapchat because I have kids. Yeah, so like keep an eye on that. Stuff on that way. Yeah, I'm not really keeping an eye on them. It's just like that's how. No, she we wants have to Instagram stories now. We don't need Snapchat that's anymore. Exactly. I know. That's exactly that's how I feel. Spoken like an old people. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> no, people who use Snapchat are old now. Yeah, I okay. can't exactly. keep it straight. I just you know we're, we're all on TikTok now. So uh, right, you can find right. our content Pulse. on Spotify, <laughs> iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, and on YouTube, and get updates and subscribe to our newsletter at truecrimedaily.com. And we're going to also have a, uh, a uh, bonus episode. Do a little web extra action. This, a little bit, little extra. Yeah. Talking, talking a little Manson. So until next week, this is True Crime Daily, the podcast reminding you. Don't do crimes. Don't do crimes.